<clears throat> well, here we go. Hey, how you doing? It's uh, Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. Uh, that would be Christmas Eve Eve, right? Christmas Eve Eve? The Eve of Christmas Eve? Yeah, there we go. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me, uh, Political Views TV Podcast. I'm available on tons of platforms. Uh, though I'm not quite able to figure out why Spotify is is spotty when uh, for my uh, podcast to turn up. And I'm trying to figure that out, but uh, uh, eventually. 28 more days until the president leaves office until uh, Donald Trump leaves office. 28 more days. What would happen if he decided not to? I'll get to that later in the podcast. I, I, I did a little bit of research. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> there was an article yesterday. A busy day on the Hill yesterday, by the way. Uh, in a speech yesterday, Donald Trump first uh, uh, let out a, a loud lie, uh, claiming throughout the summer, Democrats cruelly blocked COVID relief legislation in an effort to advance their extreme left-wing agenda and influence the election. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so tired of fighting this, man. Uh, um, We know that's a lie because the House passed uh, the the COVID bill uh, in May and Mitch, the little bitch McConnell, blocked it in the Senate for eight months. He blocked it. So we know that's not that's not really the truth. We all know that. Anyway, uh, Trump went on to say, uh, the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, which actually that's true. I pointed that out yesterday that no one had time to read it before they were allowed to vote on it. Of course. Uh, But then he went on to talk about uh, many items in the omnibus as part of the government funding package, uh, uh, which may have been put in by Republicans or Democrats, uh, beginning with foreign aid. But that was the omnibus. The omnibus is uh, uh, is, uh, the the, the, um, funding of the government. They were the bills were passed together, so so he he shouldn't be able to talk about that as part of the stimulus. It wasn't part of the stimulus. I mean, some of the stuff he talked about was, but but not not a, a lot of that foreign aid. Um, he talked about forty million dollars for the Kennedy Center in Washington D.C., which is not even open for business. A billion dollars for the Smithsonian, and an additional one hundred fifty-four million for the National Gallery of Art. And this stuff, this is normal funding for these, the, these places, and they still have employees. They don't have people coming in, but they still have employees. Uh, likewise, these facilities uh, are essentially, they're, they're not open, but, but people are still working at the Smithsonian and the National Gallery. There's a few people that, uh, obviously, a lot of the staff are uh, on leave right now because there's nobody coming into the museums. By the way, I grew up in the D.C. area. Nobody has museums like D.C. If you ever want to go see some uh, nice museums. Oh, by the way, there's some private ones, too. I would recommend the, um, 
what is it called? The Hillwood Museum and Gardens, which backs to Rock Creek Park. And if you can get there in the spring, even better. They have an amazing Fabergé uh, egg collection. Uh, moving on. Uh, in all honesty, uh, they needed uh, uh, relief also. The, 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 the museums, the Smithsonian, the uh, Gallery of Art, the Kennedy Center, they all needed um, COVID relief. Uh, he went on uh, to talk about some environmental funding he didn't like. No surprise there. Well, I, why should we help the environment? Uh, then he had to throw in some stuff about illegal aliens. No surprise there. But then something interesting happened. You know, interesting to others, I think. But not me or you, because, because you've been listening to me, so you know. Um... But then he touched on relief and stimulus by saying the $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments and not enough money is given to small businesses and in particular restaurants whose owners have suffered so grievously. They were only given a deduction for other... Uh, um, only a deduction for others to use in business, the restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn, which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. He's probably right about that. I mean, uh, the, the, the small businesses are truly the back, backbone of the, of the United States. Then Donald Trump, yes... That Donald Trump expanded on the stimulus payments. He said, I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking, he didn't mention children. Uh, um, I guess they'd have to figure that out. Um, he went on to say, I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from the legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver COVID, a COVID relief package. That's a threat of veto. Uh, of course, after that, he had to tack on, and maybe that administration will be me and we will get it done. <laughs> He's still going on about, oh, I wasn't, ele I, I was elected. Biden wasn't elected. <laughs> oh, God, he's such an embarrassment. I, and I, th I used to think that Bush was an embarrassment, but geez, man, it, it doesn't rise to this level. The point is, he asked for more stimulus for Americans and everyone uh, was surprised uh, about that, except, except me and you. If you remember, we talked about that first stimulus. It's been proven time and time again that trickle-down economics don't, uh, don't work. Uh, trickle-down economics has never worked. The only thing trickling down in trickle-down ec economics is what trickles down all those billionaires' legs after they get all that money. However, trickle-up economics does work. If you give money to the masses, they will spend it. They will buy all sorts of things. And then big business will have to manufacture more. So they have to hire more people. Donald Trump knows that if you give every American $2,000, they will buy something and make corporations richer. That's what it's about. That, um, 
The stock market will shoot through the roof if a $2,000 per person uh, stimulus is approved. Investors will make billions, including Trump and his family. So House Democrats are planning to request a, a unanimous consent this week to approve sending one-time $2,000 direct payments to most Americans after President Donald Trump touted it. House Speaker Pelosi tweeted in the wake of Trump's speech that Democrats are ready to bring this to the floor this week by unanimous consent. Two hours after Trump posted the video, which reportedly stunned you know, many of his advisors, uh, Representative uh, Rashida Tlaib, 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 Tlaib? Uh, I had the same problem with her name yesterday, remember? <laughs> uh, and uh, AOC, AOC rocks. Uh, uh, each of them, or both of them, tweeted out an amendment that would replace uh, the $600 payments currently in the relief legislation with a one-time $2,000 payments to most Americans. AOC said, glad to see the president is willing to support our legislation. We can pass $2,000 checks this week if the Senate GOP agrees to stand down. The question is... Will Republicans stand down and allow it to happen? Will Rand Paul make another speech about fiscal conservative, uh, conservatism? The answers, no and yes. Republicans won't pass it without getting corporate protections, uh, you know, protections from being sued. And Rand Paul will make a speech on conservative, on fiscal conservatism, as he always does. Uh, anyway, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. That was a long intro, wasn't it? Like a page and a half. Um, the $900, uh, I'm sorry, $900 billion stimulus bill passed by Congress this week extends the CARES Act pandemic unemployment assistance, that's the PUA, uh, by at least 11 weeks into March 2021. But it also adds new verification process to curb fraud. As soon as the latest stimulus bill is signed into law, individuals currently claiming PUA benefits will have 90 days to submit documents proving their eligibility for the program. Failure to do so puts them at risk of having to return funds provided after the bill's enactment. Uh, but the new verification requirement is not retroactive, meaning if you self-attested, uh, that's what they required before. I swear under penalty of perjury, if you did that earlier in the year for PUA in 2020, uh, but do not submit required de uh, documents for uh, continued ben benefits in 2021, you will not be expected to return any PUA funds you received this year. Okay? There you go. Um, U.S. equity futures traded higher ahead of today's uh, market open after President Trump suggested he may veto the $900 billion economic aid patches. Uh, and, and, it, and stuff went up, not because of the veto, but because they also know a change to $2,000 per person will truly stimulate the economy. That's why the market was up on pre-trading. Uh, another 803,000 Americans filed for uh, first-time unemployment benefits last week on a seasonally adjusted basis. Remember, we talked about what a seasonal, seasonally adjusted basis is. Um, yet another sign 
the U.S. job recovery has run into serious trouble. Without seasonal adjustments, initial claims were much higher, 869,400, uh, albeit still lower than the week before. On top of that, 397,000, almost 400,000 workers filed for benefits under the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. That's the PUA again, uh, uh, which, you know, that, that provides aid to groups that aren't usually eligible for jobless benefits, such, such as the self-employed, you know, uh, uh, Uber drivers, um, uh, food delivery drivers. Uh, that number is not adjusted for seasonal uh, swings. Uh, um, uh, the uh, PUA is not adjusted for seasonal swings. Uh, added together, 1.3 million Americans filed initial jobless claims last week on an adjusted basis. 1.3 million is quite a bit. <clears throat> Moving on. Biden announced uh, yesterday that he selected longtime advisor and notorious deficit hawk Bruce Reed to serve as, that sounds like a comic book character's name, Bruce Reed. Bruce Reed. It's like Bruce Banner or Scott Reed or, you know, Bruce Reed. There we go. Um, uh, to serve as deputy uh, chief of staff, alarming progressives uh, who have warned for weeks that the, uh, this uh, Democratic operative's record of uh, commitment to austerity and support for Social Security cuts should disqualify him for any role in the White House. I would probably agree with a caveat. Uh, Reed is one of the architects of former uh, President Bill Clinton's, uh, you know, well-formed reform bill, as well as the 1994 crime bill that Biden helped craft. He was uh, executive director of the Bowles Simpson Commission, uh, which was the Obama administration initiative that in uh, 2010 recommended slashing Social Security. Uh, benefits and raising the program's retirement age. Um, we can all agree that austerity is a pathway to disaster and that Biden should be screamed at for his choice. Uh, the, re the Revolving Door Project argued at the end of a, a Twitter thread yesterday that uh, detailing, you know, Red's policy record, if Joe Biden wants a paradigmatic uh, Infighter in the inner circle, why should the left think Biden will ever act in good faith? And I think that's kind of the point. Being an inf he would be an infighter. Should everyone be concerned? Uh, I, I guess I'm asking. I, I don't know. At least as deputy chief, and that's the position, he will only be a voice and not a policymaker. That might mean he's being placed in the role of devil's advocate to cull out-of-control spending. That might be a good idea right now. I mean, most of the voices want to help progressively. There might be a, a need for one voice to offer that, uh, the devil, devil's advocate's side. But we'll, he, uh, he will have to bring reasonable arguments to the table, obviously. And it seems like he's one that would be able to do that. So I'm not completely opposed to him. Even though I think he's a bad idea, I, I, I'm not completely opposed. Um, moving on. If there are any checklists or plans, procedures, or guidelines for the Secret Service to follow in the event of a sitting president refusing to transfer power, former officials privy to the government's most sensitive contingency plans aren't aware of them. Now remember, I, I teased this. Whoops, I almost dropped the... Uh, uh, 
to fix this. Sorry about that. What is going on? <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, I teased this at the beginning of the podcast. Remember, what if the president decides not to step down? Uh, anyway, none would speak for the record, owing uh, to both the secrecy of the plans and to the sensitivity of the moment. They don't want to encourage President Trump to cross a line that authorities haven't conceived of. Anyway, uh, the Daily Beast did an article. They pressed officials to run through scenarios on the grounds that Trump has made a sport of turning the inconceivable, uh, inconceivable into the how the hell did that just happen? <laughs> and that's true. Trump Trump has been doing that nonstop. Anyway, uh, and by the way, Trump has been failing about this uh, uh, challenging the election nonstop. He's been driving a pothole riddled road. That's the danger. People just need to fill in the potholes before doing what Trump is doing to succeed at it. So this is, even though Trump has failed, he has uh, uh, not failed as far as showing the pathway. So it's still bad either way. Anyway, uh, these officials who include leaders of Secret Service presidential details, agency heads and military planners see two distinct issues. One is, will there be a question about who the president really is? The other, what happens if, in a fit, you know, the former president simply will not vacate the seat of, uh, you know, president? Well, first, let's talk about the football. The football transfer begins on January 6th when two codes are connected. You know, after the vice president gets in front of the, the Senate and says, okay, this many votes for Biden and this many votes for president, that means Biden is the vice president-elect. That happens January 6th. Um, so th- these two codes, there's one from the current president that's active right now and another from the incoming president. The former codes will not work after January 20th. Now, what if, so we don't have to worry about the football. Now, what if Trump won't go? What if he sits down at the, at the resolute and dares somebody to physically remove him? God, I would pay to see that. <laughs> what if he occupies a couch in the residence? What is he, you know, he's like, uh, uh, what was that? Married with children and they had uh, Wolfman Jack on his couch for, for like a season or something. That was kind of funny. Anyway, the harm here is real. Uh, beyond how ridiculous the performance would look uh, to the rest of the world. I mean, uh, we're always be- already being made fun of because of this president. Anyway, by the rest of the world. Um, Here, we're not making fun of it because we're scared to death. This guy's insane. A functional president requires a functioning office. Former senior government agency heads and Secret Service details leaders pushed to think through this scenario and offered several plausible solutions. A former senior uh, Secret Service official said, I think I'd have to have to have a conversation with the chief of staff and then the family, Ivanka and other kids and say, it's going to be your job to make sure he's gone. Another possibility, when the staff leaves on January 19th, don't let them back into the complex the next day. He can't do anything without his staff. An isolated president, in other words, would be more susceptible to just throwing in the towel. I really think it would be up to the Republican Party if he were to try something like that. 
A second former official said the service and the military would just not want to get involved. It's not our role. The Secret Service's Presidential Protective Division immediately transfers its resources to the incoming president on January 20th. In other words, there won't be a Biden detail in a shooting war with the the Presidential Protective Division detail uh, uh, because the PPD becomes the Biden detail the moment the president is inaugurated. In other words, that the the people the guys that are protecting Trump as soon as the inauguration happens, they belong to Biden. So, and no one should worry about loyalties either. The Secret Service's de- uh, deputy director, director Leonza Newsom the third, was the head of Biden's vice presidential detail during the Obama administration. So you don't have to worry about that. But what would happen if Trump simply said no? A former Secret Service agent said, well, I guess by law he would be a trespasser. We'd have to escort him out. And like I said, I would pay for that. That would be awesome. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Uh, Trump's presidency is blazing into history in a way that epitomizes his corrupt excess with pardons for cronies and war crimes, assaults on democracy, fresh COVID-19 denial, of course, and impunity for Russia. Uh, uh, As the uh, daily COVID death toll soared past 2,900, Trump pardoned former campaign aide George Papadopoulos and Dutch lawyer Alex van der Zwan, who both had pled guilty to lying to investigators during the Russia probe. Uh, The pardons likely signal a a coming effort by Trump to unravel the damning results of the special counsel, you know, uh, Robert uh, Mueller's Mueller's, uh, investigation. Uh, The president also pardoned two border patrol agents convicted in 2006 of shooting and wounding wounding an unarmed, undocumented immigrant and then covering it up. Uh, Former Representative Duncan Hunter, a California Republican who was sentenced earlier this year to 11 months in prison and three years of supervised release related to his misuse of more than $200,000 in camping funds for personal expenses was also pardoned. Uh, Another vocal Trump supporter, former Representative Chris Collins, a New York Republican, will be sprung from jail where he has uh, just started serving a 26-month term after admitting to conspiracy to commit securities frauds and making a false statement. I wonder if Trump is going to pardon uh, the two Republican um, uh, Georgia senators running for office right now. I wonder if that'll happen. Uh, Four Blackwater guards were uh, convicted by federal jury in 2014. They were pardoned. Uh, Prosecutors accused the men of illegally unleashing powerful sniper file, machine guns, and grenade launchers on innocent men, women, and children. Uh, uh, Blackwater said its convoy had come under attack, and defense attorneys said in court that witnesses' accounts were fabricated. But witnesses testified that the contractors had opened fire without provocation. You know, honestly, there's always three stories, uh, one side, the other side, and what actually happened. I don't know what happened, but they still killed innocent people. Um, Biden accused President Trump yesterday of irrationally 
downplaying of the widespread hack of the federal government and American industry saying that the current administration was denying him intelligence and warning Russia that he would not allow, he uh, Biden is warning Russia that he will not allow the intrusion to go unanswered after he takes office. Uh, Biden said at a news conference in Delaware, uh, this assault happened on Donald Trump's watch when he wasn't watching. It is still his responsibility as president to defend American interests for the next four weeks. But rest assured that even if he does not take it seriously, I will. Uh, Biden indirectly acknowledged as much when asked about his statement uh, that he could not ensure the government system could be trusted when he takes office. He said, of course I can't. I don't know what the state of uh, them is. They're clearly not safe right now. Privately, uh, members of his staff has said that while they received briefings on the subjects, they have uh, the briefings have been minimal, and uh, the shutdown of the recent cooperation between the transition team and the Defense Department has encompassed the National Security Agency and the United States Cyber Command. Biden said there's still so much we don't know, including the full scale of the breach or the extent of damage it has caused. And right now, if you give me a second, I'm going to work on something here with my phone and make sure I don't get cut off because that would be horrible. Uh, Yeah, there we go. I had forgotten to set up my phone. Now it's all set up. Moving on. I hope. Yeah, there we go. Uh, where was I? Hmm. Hmm. Where was I? Ah, I did that. Uh, I did that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Biden said there's uh, still so much we don't know, including the full scale of the breach or the extent of the damage it caused. Uh, The private bankers responsible for lending uh, uh, President uh, Trump and Jared Kushner have resigned from Deutsche Bank. Uh, The bank, uh, that's what the bank said. Uh, Rosemary Vrablic and Dominic Scalzi have worked closely together for years uh, since uh, joining Deutsche Bank a decade ago. Vrablic was trusted contact to the Trump organization and Kushner and assumed the bank's lending relationship with Trump in the private side of the bank after the commercial lending division stopped doing business with Trump. Uh, Deutsche Bank has loaned the Trump organization more than $300 million. We talked about this in the past. It's about to come due, and that's why he wanted to stay president. In a statement, Vroblik said... I've chosen to resign my position with the bank effective December 31st and am looking forward to my retirement. Uh, The Trump organization is under investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and New York Attorney General and both agencies have subpoenaed the bank about its lending relationship with the uh, company and, of course, Trump. Uh, Investigators are looking into whether the Trump organization misled or defrauded uh, the lender by inflating the value of some of its assets, according to court filings. Uh, Vrablic has direct knowledge of uh, uh, Trump's relationship with the bank as she's handled the account for uh, in recent years. Remember, they've been saying this, that that what Trump does is when uh, he's trying to get a loan, 
he he wildly expands the value of uh, uh, his holdings. And then when he has to pay taxes, he wildly contracts them. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <clears throat> A top employee of Dominion Voting Systems, remember we just talked about this yesterday, uh, uh, has gone into hiding after becoming the subject of conspiracy, conspiracy theories since the election. He is suing the Trump campaign, several campaign surrogates and pro-Trump media outlets, alleging defamation. You knew it was coming. Uh, Eric Coomer, he's the director of the product strategy and security for Dominion, has been accused of using his position to mastermind a high-tech plot to steal the election for Joe Biden. Coomer's suit filed yesterday in Colorado State District Court in Denver accuses those responsible for spreading falsehoods, intentional infliction, uh, infliction of emotional distress, and civil conspiracy. The lawsuit says the claim made about Coomer have led to death threats, constant harassment, and untold damage to his re- reputation as a national expert on voting systems. systems. Coomer was forced to leave his home one week after the presidential election ended and moved to a safe, undisclosed location. Among those being sued, along with the president's campaign, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell. Now, Sidney Powell's the worst. I mean, she got so crazy that the Trump administration said, oh, we don't know anything about Sidney Powell. (laughs) Anyway, Coomer is also suing figures in right-wing media, including networks Newsmax, and One America News Network, which is OANN, uh, reporter for OANN, uh, Chanel Rion, and blogger Michelle Malkin, and others. Michelle Malkin is a piece of work. She is insane. Uh, <clears throat> Coomer said in a statement, Today I have filed a lawsuit in Colorado in an effort to unwind as much of the damage as possible done to me, my family, my life, and my livelihood as a result of the numerous false public statements that I was somehow responsible for rigging the 2020 presidential election. The widespread uh, dissemination of false conspiracy theories about the 2020 presidential election has had devastating consequences both for me personally and for many of the thousands of American election workers and officials, both Republican and Democratic, who put aside their political beliefs to run free, fair, and transparent elections. Elections are not about politics. They are about accurately tabulating, legally cast votes. And he is going to win. I, I hope he, he owns Newsmax after that. Um, Dr. Deborah Burks. This is, this will be, is this four in four months? Uh, she's announced uh, she plans to retire after being outed on Sunday for not following her own holiday travel guidance, calling the experience overwhelming. In an interview with Newsy, the White House Coronavirus Task Force coordinator said she would help the incoming Biden administration, but then planned to head for the exits. Uh, uh, she was outed on Sunday for not following her own travel guidance when she was joined by three different generations of family at one of her vacation properties on Fenwick Island in Delaware the day after Thanksgiving. Don't travel unless you're me. <laughs> <clears throat> Pfizer and its German partner Bio, BioNTech will supply 100 million more doses of their coronavirus vaccine to the United States 
uh, by the summer after uh, protracted negotiations over how much the companies could deliver, uh, given their uh, commitments to other nations. Uh, the $1.95 billion agreement doubles the overall U.S. order for the vaccine to 200 million doses. Uh, Pfizer and, uh, uh, said they can supply 70 million doses by June 30th, uh, 2021, with the remaining 30 million uh, doses delivered by the end of July. Uh, critics, including Senate Democrats, have asked why the government had not explained its purchasing agreement with Pfizer earlier this fall after reports that the manufacturer would not be able to supply more doses until summer because of uh, its deals with other countries. And remember, we talked about that earlier this week, I think it was, or maybe it was last week. That's it. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff. It was busy yesterday. Boy, I tell you, I tell you what. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for, listen, uh, for listening. Uh, it's uh, Wednesday, December 23rd. 2020, Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to find me. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming back every day. If you can, if you can, please bring someone else with you tomorrow. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast and tell them this, this guy, this podcaster is so badass. The FBI visited him and called him and asked him a lot of questions and really annoyed him. And I, I believe they're listening right now. <laughs> and I appreciate them listening too. Anyway, if you Google me, uh, Political Views TV podcast, I show up at the top of your search. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.